Welcome to the Build a Bigger Life podcast with Adam Carroll. Every podcast that comes out from Build a Bigger Life will be impactful and can change your life if and will you take action on on uh, what you're hearing. You're about to hear how someone chose life over lifestyle. Someone doing more of what they love and less of what they don't. Someone creating a life of fulfillment and purpose. No more BS or excuses. I'm going to have the life that I want to have. I love the people that have come into my life this year just out of the sheer intention of being open. Or you're just getting to know Adam. Just know this is what he bleeds. This is what he lives. His kids can preach this message. You're in the right place if you want to build a bigger life. Here's your host, Adam Carroll. Hey, lifers, welcome to another Build a Bigger Life podcast. I'm so excited with the guest that I have on with me today. It's Tim Rode, and though you may not have heard of him yet, you definitely will. Tim was raised in a blue-collar family, in a blue-collar community. Uh, He barely graduated high school, uh, did not attend college, but was a grocery clerk until he was 25 and then found a true passion of his, which was real estate. He spent 18 years selling and investing, building up, fixing up, and selling properties And uh, much of that time living on the salary of a grocery clerk and investing the rest for passive income. Today, through his passive income investments, Tim's able to live a bigger life focused on what he loves doing most, which is hiking, mountain biking, skiing, and most importantly, helping others. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's my pleasure, pleasure, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. This is so exciting for me. Uh, you know, I start these episodes always the same way, asking the same question. What do you love about your life right now? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I love that every morning at 3 a.m., the little kid inside of me says, come on, come on. Can I get up now? Can I go play? Uh, <laughs> let me at him. Let me at him. And I got to calm myself down because I'm just so char- charged to start every day. And I think that's what I love about my life. And every day is different. I never know what it's going to bring. And it usually brings wonderful things. And it's one of those chicken of the egg. Am I happy because my life's so good? Or is my life so good because I'm happy? Who knows? Who cares? It's good. That's awesome, <laughs> man. That is awesome. How, so have you always been this way? Um, I, candidly, I was a late bloomer. I, I uh, had I grew up in a blue-collar town, as it said. My parents split up when I was 14, didn't have a lot of adult supervision, got into a little trouble as a, as a teenager, wasn't voted most likely to succeed, <laughs> uh, didn't have any mentors really at a young age, any, any role models to show me the way. Mm. So I think I was always happy. I think I always had this, this genuine kid inside of me. I, I feel like my parents split up when I was 12, and that's where I – quit maturing, if you will. Mm. So I have a 12-year-old inside of me that that just, I, I approach life from those eyes, if you will. So, well, yeah. it's, you know, it's good that the uh, the place you're living is like a great big recess, right? If you're 12 years old, you just go, go to recess every day. I, I live in recess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about you. You said a late bloomer. You were a grocery clerk until 25. And then what got you into real estate? My, my mom had been in real estate. Uh, this, this is a good story. Uh, she paid for me to get my license at 17. I didn't pass. 
My dad paid for me to get my license around 2021. I didn't pass. As a part-time grocery clerk working night shift, painting addresses on people's curbs to buy diapers for my kids, I paid for it at 24, passed it, and uh, I, I candidly, first weekend in real estate, I sold, I held an open house, I sold it, I listed somebody's house so they could buy that, I sold another house, 3 a.m. Sunday night that weekend, I'm sitting in the bathtub trying to calm down because I did the math. I was going to make more from that weekend than I did in six months in the grocery business. I knew it was on. And every day for the next 18 years, uh, 7 a.m., cranked the song Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And I'm driving to the office. And, and, you know, just imagine trying to tell me no. It wasn't going to happen. So. Oh, my gosh. And where were you selling real estate? What, where were you at at this point? Manteca, California. Uh, it's right near Stockton, Modesto in the, the Central Valley. I, I averaged listing uh, 15 to 20 homes every month for 18 years. I was a machine. I uh, prospected. I listed. I sold. I watched my ABCs, which we're going to talk about. And I learned how to invest wisely. And, and the one thing I'm really proud of, Adam, is I uh, kept a balance. I, I never met parent-teacher conference. I coached my kids in Little League. I, and this is a, a very, very important piece of the puzzle to me is, is don't miss the good things in life while you're going. You know, yeah. Those go right into your schedule. And, and your, you can do it all, but you got to be, uh, I call it eat, efficient, effective, productive. I love so. it. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, um, uh, the things that is part of our build a bigger life blueprint, which is know your value set. And I would guess you are a very values centered, values driven person. What are some of your core values? Um, well, for, for, I, I think the, the results speak for what my core values are. First of all, I sold real estate in a very litigious state of California. I sold 2,500 homes. I never got sued, knock on wood. I bought some refrigerators and things, you know, that the agent said would come. And But you solve conflicts. My, my values are, um, I'm a pretty simple guy, and I want to live a simple life, and I don't want things thorning me. I just want to, I just want everything as smooth as possible so I can do as much good in, in life as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. that's very cool. We, right before we, we started recording, you mentioned that, you know, the great ones spend half their life making it and the other half giving it back. Was that a, was that a mindset that you had from the get go or did that evolve over time? You know, it's really funny. No, it's not a mindset I had early on that evolved over time. Um, when I first started, it was, it, I came from a total scarcity piece. Mm. It was, uh, you know, I, I kind of lived the first six months on a credit card when I took the jump from, from grocery clerk to real estate. And I, I remember being 38,000 in debt and just kind of scrambled to, to pay that off. And then I kind of reached a place where, all right, things are, things are okay. And there was a burning desire in me. You talked about you're going to, uh, you're, you're done at 42. I had something in my head. I wanted to retire by 40. And I looked at it almost like a race. I had no idea why, but, it, but it was like, I know I don't want to do this forever. So what I'm going to do is in my mind, 
I'm going to, you know, start making a hundred grand, 200 grand, 300 grand, and I'm going to live like I'm still only making 30 grand a year and I'm going to invest the rest. So I was extremely aggressive. I'd go out early on and put a duplex for, for, um, put it, put a duplex in escrow for me to buy or a single family home with no money. I'd, I'd write a four month escrow. And I'd say, all right, it's going to cost you, you know, I don't remember the numbers, but two grand to live. And, and so you're going to have to make six grand a month for the next four months. That's 24000 If you do that, you should be able to pull this off. So I'd just work like a fiend and go sell a bunch of real estate. And I'd need 24000 to buy the duplex. And I'd come up with 18 of it. I'd borrow three from a friend and put three on a credit card, <laughs> squeeze into the thing, you know, eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for two weeks and, and – uh, and and then I'd, I'd take a few months, I'd catch up, I'd come back to ground zero, and yeah. then I'd do it again. And and I've never been, there's some really safe, cautious people out there that yeah. love a big savings. That was not me. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I had nothing to lose, so why not do it? Why not go full? That was my mindset. That's awesome. And at this time, you had how many kids? I had two small kids. So, and, and by the way, uh, second year in the real estate business, I, I went through a divorce. My, uh, my ex-wife, bless her heart, she married a uh, hard-charging, hard-partying grocery clerk. And when I got into real, when I had kids is when I snapped and, and started to really focus on I want a better life. And, and bless her heart, she married the grocery clerk. And, and after mm. we split up, she married a forklift driver. Yeah. And, and we're all really tight friends now. She's like my sister. I love her husband. She helped my wife get ready at our wedding, which once again, let's talk about results. Yeah. You know, that's no saying kidding. we're doing something right. When, when all of us, we, we've gone out together. They come here for Thanksgiving. That's um, awesome. That, that kind of tells you my mindset. So, That's awesome. Yeah. What, um, go ahead. What, what have you wanted? You know, I'm sure your kids watched you, uh, you know, work, work yourself to the bone in some cases and, and sort of play those risky maneuvers and, and things like that, which they probably said, that's just dad and that's how dad operates. What did you want to convey to your kids? What are the messages that you wanted them to get out of that? Um, I want them to be themselves. None of my kids are following in my footsteps. They've all, they've all got different careers. I, by the way, my wife and I have a 20-year-old now, and he helps me with my nonprofit. He helps me with – he's kind of like my um, assistant in some ways and helps cool. me with all my tech stuff, real, real sharp that way. So, uh, And then my other two kids, one's a fireman f for the Forest Service and, and one's a waitress at a very successful restaurant. So th they're all doing their own things and they're their own selves. They've watched me and I candidly think all three of them say, you know, dad's really motivated and he wants to work really hard. Um, they're slightly less and, and, and all doing their own thing, all extremely happy yeah. living their lives. And that's exactly what you want for their kids. And one more thing, my good friend and accountant Byron McBroom says, I want them to marry somebody happy that likes it. Hmm. You know, I think that's huge. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I was just talking to my wife this morning. My son had uh, gotten up this morning and taken a bunch of selfies uh, with her phone and she just texted them to me. And every one of them, he's just beaming you know, be, making goofy faces. And I texted her back and said, we have really happy kids, you know, yes. and that's, that, that is it, man. If, if your kids yeah. are happy and they're well adjusted and they, they succeed in life, that's, that's the goal, I think. 
Yeah, and I think something else is uh, I I don't believe in handing them life on a platter. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in it's really good for them to struggle a bit and and uh, learn their own lessons and 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 I try to help them. Uh, obviously, I spend a lot of time with them and stuff, but but I try to help them uh, just be independent and 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 fully blossom themselves. So yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, tell me about your your mindset. You, you obviously have a money mindset. You know, everyone has one. Some are a little more uh, geared towards uh, maybe a lesser risk profile than what you have. But what's been kind of an overriding money mindset that you've had over um, your years? To me, it's as simple as A, B, C. Okay, and I think and and I love what you're doing here, Adam, because I think we're very very kindred souls mm. on the financial piece of this. Yeah. The ABCs are. A is what's your income from all sources, net income. B is what's it cost you to live, including trips, taxes, everything. And C is what's left, unfortunately, for some people for debt reduction or to invest. Mm -hmm. And this formula is candidly what most miss. If you guys get nothing else out of this interview, please listen to this. Okay, because this is the piece that's going to allow Adam to retire at 42, allowed me yeah. to 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 do what I choose after 40. And it's the it's uh, that A minus B equals C. And candidly, the one people miss is the B. What I've seen over and over is uh, as a, like my world is real estate. I've seen people make 100, 200. I know people that make a million dollars a year for 15 years and have nothing to show for it. And you know what the problem is? They don't watch their B. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As, as they were making, so say that they're making a million a year, they're spending 997 or sometimes maybe 1112 to make that million. Yeah. And 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 as their income increases, they go out and buy all these toys. And then as the down, if it, when the inevitable downturn comes or something happens to them, they get washed out. Yeah. So I, I think that formula is so that's that's what I followed so much. I think another key piece of that is learning to invest wisely, and 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 how best to make your money work for you. That was something I was really lucky. There was a lot of opportunity where I live in California during that time. We had up cycles and down cycles, and I tracked trends in in real estate. I was an expert in my area. I tracked the trends. As Kenny Rogers would say, I knew when to hold them, and I knew when to fold them. And I folded them. As an example, I sold 17 properties in the 2005 California craze, just sold right into that, got incredible stupid prices on duplexes, fourplexes, land in the path of growth, and I just set myself up for the rest of my life. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so you had said you sold over 2,500 homes. Right. Is that right? So what yes. is that, what's that average per year? Um, oh, my goodness. Well, 18 years, you know, probably 140 a year or something like that. I know at the peak I was selling like around 250, 300. I mean, you, I, you, you were humping it because that, that, yeah. that is major, yeah. major closings. I had a at one time 125 active listings and 35 deals in escrow, and was probably buying five or six and uh, helping a builder. And I always had I'm, I'm kind of ADD, so it worked 
really well for me. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I remembered I'd, I'd know every client's name, phone number, um, how many bedrooms and baths, what their square footage is, what I listed it for, what it sold for. I got kind of a rain man mind for stuff like that. Yeah. And what's funny is now I'm done with that piece. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. It's just erased from memory. <laughs> so. Now you know where all the black diamonds are and all that kind of thing, right? On every mountain around oh, you. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Right. Um, what do you think you were just engineered for real estate? Or was it a was it a lucky break? Or would you have, you know, looking back, would you have chose chosen something else? No, I wouldn't have chosen anything else. I think it was the right vehicle for me at the right time. Candidly, I think I was engineered to help change the world. So, and that's in, uh, you know, what we're talking about right here, that A minus B equals C formula. Totally. I, 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 and just as you, there's a bunch of us kindred souls out there trying to change the culture from, from a more entitled kind of gimme, 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 and life's not good enough, you know, to, to, if it is to be, it's up to me. Yeah. And that's where that's now I know why I worked so hard early. And I just think that that was a, a part of my life, right vehicle, right place, right time yeah. to set myself up to do the great things I plan to do going forward. So cool, man. We <clears throat> we talk a lot on the show about the four legacies and the four legacies are financial freedom. That leads to time freedom because those who have money have time. Time freedom leads to relationship freedom. And relationship freedom leads to service freedom. And awesome. and you've done them. I mean, you, you're already there. You're doing service in your projects with One Life Fully Lived, which we'll talk about, and GoBundance. Relationship freedom and the people that you have in your life and who you're mentoring. Time freedom that you get to be there with your lovely wife who has been helping you today. <laughs> and then financial freedom from the sounds of it, which you've had for quite some time, which is all just passive income investing and things like that. Yeah, my friends say that that a passive income dime or dollar, let's say, is worth 10 times of what an earned income dollar is. We call it horizontal income. Uh, vertical income is everybody wants a bigger paycheck. Our thought process is get a bunch of paychecks, horizontal income. Like, like I've got a friend, David Osborne, I don't know what the number is, but I imagine it's somewhere between 70 and 100 paychecks coming in a month. I have 34 paychecks coming in every month without working, okay? And that's horizontal income. You, you start having multiple streams of income coming in, and, and, and it leads to all those other three things you were talking about. Yeah. It's so it's so critical for people to get, especially young people today. And, and I don't know if you know this, but I I do a lot of programming on college campuses, and everyone's talking about I got to find a job, I got to find a job. And I say, first of all, you don't need to find a job; you need to find the job, the one you really want to do and that you're passionate about. Secondly, to your point of the ABC equation, I call it the L factor. What's your life factor? The L factor is what do you have left over over how many months? And what can you do with that amount of money? So if you get an extra grand a month and you have that over 12 months, you can do some pretty cool stuff with that. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, young people need to hear that. I love the idea of horizontal income. I've not heard that idea before. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my buddy David Osborne coined that phrase. And it's the same as passive income. Uh, a really good tool for all this, I, I'm sure you're aware of, is uh, Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, mm -hmm. if you know that. Yep. And yeah, and you play the game, and you're a teacher, a, a airline pilot, a janitor, and in the game you get a balance sheet, 
Yeah. It shows what's coming in, what's my passive, what's going out, and what's left to invest. And when I was building wealth from about 96 to 2002, I played that game every quarter with my accountant, Byron McBroom. Hmm. And we'd play the game, and then we'd look at our own. What's, what's hmm. coming in, what's going out, what's left to invest. And as Byron says, what you measure, you can manage. And we and I measured it. I was you could tell I'm a pretty fanatical individual. Um, I was obsessed with with uh, my financial freedom. Yeah, so, yeah. And that so. well, it's uh, I think that's a think and grow rich principle. You sure. know, Napoleon Hill wrote about it. Having the definiteness of purpose of acquiring wealth is is absolutely essential to its acquisition. You had yep. de- you had definiteness of purpose from the very beginning. It sounds like right, right. Yeah. And yeah, and a, and a burning desire. And and I know a lot of your listeners are listening to this going, "Man, I can relate to this because I've got that same thing." It's just more uh I think the thing people struggle with are two things. Number one, man or uh, managing it, the the watching the bee, doing their doing their budgeting. Yep. And and two, knowing how to be most eat efficient, hmm. effective, productive. Um, how, how is what I'm doing, I, I like to use an appraisal term, the highest and best use of my time. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's, I look at, I looked at myself almost like a, a machine or an entity. What could I be doing right now that'll most lead towards my getting somewhere? <laughs> and I mean it. That's how I, I wasn't always the most gentle on myself. And if I could change one thing going back, I probably would have enjoyed the ride more because I yeah. rode myself pretty hard. Yeah. But, but um, I, I think that, that and, and I, the only word I can think of is obsession really helped get me where I am today. And, I, and candidly, it takes, a, it takes a major focus because mm-hmm. the gravity of life is trying to pull you back to the medium. Yeah. You got to break through. You got to do extra. To get up earlier, work harder, work smarter, make contacts, do the things that's going to take to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. How did you deal with failure along the way? Because I'm sure there were investments that went south, and you know things that were partnerships that didn't go well, or you know those kinds of yeah. things. How do you deal with that? Um. Honestly, I'd sulk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just true. I'm a pretty transparent guy. Uh, I, I'd, I'd kind of take a step back and maybe maybe take a hike or maybe candidly just lay in bed for an afternoon and just kind of think things out and, mm-hmm. and, and try to try to dig what's right, what's wrong, what's real, and just take a step back, analyze stuff, and then solve the problem. Not mm-hmm. not phone calls, not not um or, or look to cast blame on the others. My mindset was, I don't care who messed this up. Let's fix it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong or who, who did it or you are where you are. Fix the freaking problem and move on. Move on. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Always move forward. That's another one of my buddies kind of mantras. Like we're always moving forward. It doesn't matter. I do, do not. We don't like the rocking chair syndrome yeah. you know that Lot, well of- yeah i want to touch on that though there are times like like i had a goal in 1997 to move to the mountains and and live the life i'm now living mm-hmm. and for a couple years i was kind of in neutral i was kind of like what's next tim and and mm-hmm. i think there are times in your life you know looking back where where you got to kind of um you got to kind of wind the propeller if you will 
hmm. you know, to, to get to get what's next. So I agree with you most of the time, but I think there's a few times you hit you hit a big, big goal and you and you gotta kinda take a little step back and go, you know what? I knocked this out of the park. <laughs> I'm just gonna celebrate a bit here. Let me let me bask in the glory just for a bit. All right, I'm ready. Let's move on. <laughs> That's cool. How do you know when you're ready to stop celebrating and start moving on? Um the instinct. You, you just know. Yeah. Like I've got this project, One Life Fully Lived. I've got GoBundance. I started working on those 10 years before they ever came about. And I didn't mm. know what they were. And it's kind of like I've got this piece of the puzzle here and this piece over there. Yeah. And I had what my mom called my walking in the woods phase. Mm. Uh, somebody had asked me, hey, Tim, what do you do? I'd say I ski. They go, what do you mean you ski? What do you do for work? I buy a house every month and flip it, and I'm dabbling a bit with my investments and stuff. But pretty much, I'm out five, six days a week, hiking, biking, riking. None of them have a G. They're all hiking, biking, riking, skiing, doing all the fun things I love. And I'd just be out there thinking about where's all this Mm. going? What's next? And I also was working on like uh, avalanche awareness, backcountry, survival, uh, wilderness first aid, doing a lot of stuff that I never knew why I was doing it. And now in GoBundance, I run our extreme adventure business where, you know, we take people, climb up Mount Shasta and ski down it and stuff. And that's why I was doing it, but I didn't know it then, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you talked about one of your specialties. I think this may have been on your LinkedIn profile was helping people find their purpose and take action for their lives. So this might be a good time to talk about what, how you're doing that. Maybe the, the one life fully live conference and things like that. Cool. So, so, uh, my dad was a teacher. Okay. And, and he passed in 2009 and, and I was, I knew I was to answer your last question. Somebody asked me, uh, on a big powder day, Hey, Tim, um, isn't this great? Couldn't you do this every day? And I went, you know, I can't, I got more in me. You can't have cake for breakfast every day. (laughs) I've got, I've got more in me. What, what's missing? And I just felt this yearning to, uh, to kind of teach like my, and I've always gone into high schools and talked and stuff and always really loved it. And I always thought back to what a loser I was in high school. I was a late bloomer and, and just lost. And it was kind of like, what if you could help people find themselves faster? So, so mm. I started a, in my dad's honor a 501c3 called nonprofit called One Life Fully Lived in 2011. Our our motto is Dream It, Plan It, Live It. Our thought process is everybody has a dream, few have a written plan for their dream, mm. and precious few are living their dream. Yeah. We also came up with what I call the real life 101s, what they should be teaching in school but don't. And that is, who am I at my core? What's my plan for me? Offense is, how am I going to make money? Defense is, how am I going to avoid debt and learn how to invest wisely? And fifth is, EAP. How can I be efficient, effective, productive, and get things done? Hmm. Okay. And those are our core tenets, core principles we teach at One Life Fully Lit. So I started this for like 16 to 18-year-olds, and candidly, they didn't listen. <laughs> I think about it most, and, and I think back to myself. When I was 16, 17, if some gray hair would have come in and talked to me, I would have gone, does he have a booger? You know, yeah, yeah. Just paid no attention. I'd be thinking, where's the party this weekend? And boy, that girl, two, two seats up, sure is cute. Yeah. I wonder if she'd go out with me. Totally. You know? 
Totally. Yeah. So, but what we did find, we, we had a conference in 2011, 92 people there, half a day in my little blue collar town of Portola. Um, the kids all signed in because they got extra credit to come and then they left. The teachers, their parents, adults went, wow, this is good stuff. Yeah. The, the teachers were like, I'm 47 years old. I retire in eight years and I don't have a retirement. Yeah. I need this stuff. So we changed our model after the first year and made it more for adults and also have a program for young people coming up. Yep. But, but So One Life Fully Lived is centered around people helping uh, find purpose and direction for their life. We're now four years into it. We're going to have a conference in Philadelphia, uh, May 16th and 17th. It's our first East Coast conference. We built up our last one on the West Coast was at, at University of Nevada, Reno in November. We had about 250 people there. It's an incredible event because, one, we only charge $89 for what many tell me should be 1000 or $2,000. Easily, easily. We, we feed free breakfast, free lunch. All of, all of our GoBundance uh, leaders all come and speak there. And these are people that have, are like Adam and myself, have done wonderful things with their life. They all fly in on their own dime, uh, put themselves up, pay for the conference themselves. Many donate to me to, to come and speak, give me $1,000 towards putting the event on and stuff, which is how, how we're able to do it for so little. And the cool thing about this, Adam, is you and I have been exposed to Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, all the, all the great ones, Zig Ziglar, these, most of the people there have never been to something like this. Yeah. So I'd say half the people. Sure. So imagine a two-day event where you're hanging with the presenters. They were just on stage, like Hal Elrod was at our last event, and Hal hung out the whole weekend with us and was yeah. at the dinner that night. And all these incredible presenters are just there for to just yak with you. Where are you going? What's your life? And I tell them from the second you get there to the second this event's over, you're my you're our audience's captives. And they get to just pick your brain and ask you anything and just imagine your brain's gonna get sucked dry over these next two days because they're gonna go full out and and uh we put a lot into it. So so and you can tell it's it's just a passion of mine to help yeah. teach. Uh, we have a onelifefullylive.org is our website. We have One Life, uh, all one word, community Facebook page. And that's where we all communicate and share hopes and dreams and ups and downs uh, online. Very and cool. uh, it's just evolved into something really wonderful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and and w- so when you do this, Tim, and, and your intent is to do one or two a year? Yeah, we do two conferences a year. Uh, we do one on that. This is our first one on the East Coast. We have another one in Sacramento, California, um, October 24th and 25th. And uh, same thing. It's going to be I, – I, we haven't set the price on there, but it will be around 100 bucks. Yeah. And uh, it's just, just a total give back. That, that's a wonderful, wonderful event. So we do two of those a year. But what our next project is is taking the Real Life's 101s and having – like, like right now, we have like 500 raving fans, and we're going to have those people go out in the communities and teach our 101s to, you know, anything from third graders to junior high, high school, prisons, churches. Uh, so we're going to have our curriculum for somebody to take and just take into their community and teach 
our curriculum to their people with their own style. That's amazing. So we want, and that's how we're going to change the culture. Yeah. Is, is start going into the communities and, and make a difference in everybody's lives. I love it, man. Have you yeah. have you talked about getting sponsored at all? Well, that's something um, candidly I need to work on. As a matter of fact, I had a I had a call with a uh, uh, an, a consultant yesterday that said, "Tim, your problem is is you need to do for one life fully lived what you're trying to teach everybody else to do." Because candidly, I fed this thing. Oh yeah. I, I've, yeah, yeah, I put about a hundred grand into it, building it up, yeah. and, and uh, so so that's something we we could really use is more corporate sponsors, and and I think we have a very viable entity. My wife and I have never taken a dime from it, mm-hmm. never will take a dime. It's a total give back project, and yep. I think you can tell I'm pretty uh pretty into it. So. There's a little bit of passion behind your voice when you <laughs> yeah. talk about it, man. Well, and, and I know we have a mutual friend in, in uh, Diego Corzo. Oh, yeah. And Diego went through our program, Succeed Faster, who I, I do with Tim Augustine. And it's very similar. I mean, the, the only difference, a big difference is we didn't go the 501c3 route, but all, it feels very much like a nonprofit the way we've run it. And I love your message. I mean, I, I think you're you're spot on that. Colleges today, especially, are teaching kids to be employable. They're not teaching them to be successful, and they're barely teaching them to be employable at that. And so we need to we need to help people, uh, you know, step up and realize they need a plan for their life. They need to follow it. I love the idea of offense and defense um, yeah. because I'm seeing way too many people go into serious debt and then realize uh, it's fruitless. I'm just going to go get a job that pays the bills and then wake up 20 years later and wonder what happened. Right. We have a model for some young people just coming into one life and Diego's part of what, what's called the young hustlers. There's this group that's that formed in Reno at our last conference. And there's like 15 of them. They've, they've created their own Facebook page and there's three or four that I'm aware of that are going to skip college. They're, they're trying a different model. They're getting their real estate license. Hmm. They're going to sell real estate. They're going to live at home as long as they can, you know, stand it and the parents can stand theirs. So they'll have little debt. They're going to learn the trade, get a mentor, you know, lots of mentors actually. So they're making a lot of money. They're going to buy rentals while they live at home. And, and their goal is to, to be millionaires by 25. So it's kind of, it's cool to see this next generation coming up. And I know you saw that with Succeed Faster. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to see where, what these young people can do and where they're going to go over the next 10 years, is going to be incredible. It is. It's absolutely awesome. So you touched on mentors. Who are some of your mentors, Tim? Um, Guy named Dr. Fred Gross. I would give, you may not have heard of him. Have you heard of him? I have G-R-O-S-S-E, Dr. Uh-uh. Fred Gross. Uh, my mastermind buddies, David Osborne and Pat Hyben and I all went to him back in the 90s. And he had a concept of, do- a lot of concepts, but one of them was dollar productive activity. Hmm. People measure how many hours do they work in a day. Dr. Fred said, kind of a Tim Ferriss four-hour work week thing, doesn't matter how many hours you work, it matters how many dollar productive hours you work. So, so, uh, that was something that, that he, that he was really big on. Another thing he was really big on is be where you are, which, which, you know, I think a lot of people could learn from. Mm. And, and he just had some wonderful concepts that never left me. Mm. I think my favorite all time is Jim Rohn. 
Uh, he just his style, the things he had to teach were incredible. I I told you I never went to college. I think I paid somewhere between a hundred and one hundred twenty-five thousand for my continuing education. Wow. I very much believe in you know coaching and mentors, and I, I I took my wife and I through Tony Robbins Life Mastery. Yeah. Right as I was turning forty and and starting this new life, and that that's had an incredible effect things that have never you know that have stayed with me a lot of the physical fitness stuff came from tony yeah so that's awesome i think jim Rohn said formal education will make you a living but self-education will make you a fortune yeah that's exactly right yeah, yeah. So he true. had so many awesome quotes like that by the way do you ever get to see him adam Back i never day? saw him live i was so bummed uh because he is one of the guys i've listened to my entire life and I love his cadence and his style. And you watch him on stage and he's just got a whiteboard that's chock full of, you know, scribblings. But in it, there are so many nuggets of truth and wisdom. And yeah, he was amazing. I remember I saw him in, in Dallas and I think it was 2006 or something like that. And I just remember closing my eyes and listening to his voice and just being in awe. Just going, I just, I'm so glad I'm here. (laughs) Just, you know, seeing your hero. Totally. You know, mine was and is Jack Canfield. I've seen Jack numerous times. I went through his Train the Trainer program last year, and Jack and I became friends through that. He's just, he's one of those guys that he oozes wisdom, but it's from being around it for so long. You'll be that guy for thousands upon tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. They'll go, yeah, you remember Tim wrote? I remember the passion in that guy's voice, and he was on stage scribbling on a whiteboard. Man, I just loved it. So it, It's cool because at our GoBundance stuff, we all – like there's six elders, and and uh, we're all getting known for different things. And the thing I'm getting known for is being the heart of GoBundance. Yeah. And, and I just love that. And that's that's – I do have a passion. I You can tell I have my dad's passion to teach. Yeah. And, and I told you before the interview started, the way I look at it is ice, and I want to take many there with me. Yeah, so. you've seen Oz. I love it. Um, tell me about three books that you've that have you've read that have changed your life. Uh, first one would have to be Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, I, I've read that. It, it was my financial bible. And one thing I love about it is uh, in the book. It's in ancient Babylon, like 6,000 years ago, and and they had this forum where the wise people go and speak to anybody that would listen. And if you remember in the book, the guy who became the richest man of Babylon started as a slave that would go listen in that forum. So, So that's what One Life Fully Lived is to me, is we're that community where where wise people are mixed in the community with people from all levels and if you think of uh the um what is it you start off unconsciously incompetent you don't know that you don't know and then you walk the levels of life mastery yeah uh, one life fully lived is walking the levels and gobundance is a mastery of life so 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 the gobundance elders and leaders are helping teach the the you know people trying to find their way and and I just love that I think we're creating that book right now and I'm I'm proud to say that so okay that was one I think the millionaire next door is huge defense wins championships that's the message of that book totally and I know you and I are so on the same page there Adam absolutely dude. Uh, that and um, uh, five love languages okay 
that that is one that uh, we were on a GoBundance trip in Norway last year. I've been married 20-something years, and I was kind of asking the guys, you know, how do you keep the passion? How do you how do you keep it going? And we had a wonderful discussion sitting around a campfire, and we all decided to read that book together. And my wife and I came, I came back, and my wife and I went on a long drive and listened to it on a book on tape. And we just stop it and talk. And, and what do you think? What do you think? And I think it's a wonderful guide to a happy, successful marriage, which, you know, let's, let's, that's a huge key in all of this yeah. is if your relationships aren't right, you know, with those, those you love, you can't do great things if you, if you don't have good stuff there. And then, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your good times and bad, but, but you got you got to um, stick with those that are, that are bringing you to the dance. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That, it's funny. Those three books, first of all, are all on my shelf back here. Um, I don't know if you knew that the richest man in Babylon, 10% of whatever you make is yours to keep. That was my, I mean, that I held on to that from the first time I read it till today. And, and now it's like 10% of all you make is yours to spend. 90% is yours to keep. Uh, I that's the way it should be. 1090, right? Um, yeah. millionaire next door. I don't know if you, if you heard, but, um, uh, uh Stanley, uh, passed away recently in a car accident. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, Bill Danko is still living and speaking and, you know, making money off the book and touring and stuff. But um, and then the five love languages is a book my wife and I read every year and go back. And whenever there's a a disconnect between the two of us, my love language, I've highlighted everything that resonates with me. And I just set it out on the nightstand. And she's she says, "I, I get it. You need some hugging and kissing and all that. That's that's good. So I'm I'm more of a physical touch kind of guy. But. She's, yeah, that's neat. You've taken it to a to a higher level, even. Yeah, so. yeah. She's acts of service, so if she's getting foot rubs and back rubs. Man, it's we're money. So that's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's good. All right, I got rapid fire questions for you, Tim. Ballpark Go. best guess answers. Number of days you question what you were doing in your mind from from the time you started till today. Twelve. Twelve times. Good. That's awesome. Not uh, many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned this before, but I had it on my list. Number of paychecks per month you're getting. Uh, that's different. That's probably 29. I have 34 streams and 29 of them are paying. So 29. Cool. Uh, horizontal income. We'll have that in the show notes as well, talking about that. Number of days you ski per year. Uh, down. I was in the high 80s to 90s. I've, I've made a new commitment to one life and, and abundance is blowing up. Mm-hmm. So I will ski 50 this year. I used to ski 80 to 90. I'll still get 50. And by the way, um, my skiing is half resort and half uh, climbing and skiing. I do what's called backcountry skiing. So that's, that's the good stuff. I'm out by myself in the boonies, no one around. Oh my goodness. It's just nirvana. <laughs> that, that's what I, I cry. I'm so, it's so beautiful to be out here, man. I just, this is so great. This is why I'm alive. <laughs> so, so that's the 12 year old kid that says, you got to keep doing this. So, Dude, sorry, that's... I know this must be rapid. Fire. No, that's all right. That's a good drug too. If you could bottle that up and sell oh, it, okay. man, you'd be, Set number of vacations per year you need. Um, I li- I'm on vacation every day. There's just no. I was talking to a good friend Christopher Lockhead about this yesterday. If you saw what I'm looking at right now, I, I my house is a resort, so I don't know when when the I go somewhere. You know, I it's all vacation. So yeah, 
Yeah, and GoBundance, we I'll go on probably ten trips this year. So I'll go to Machu Picchu. I'm leading uh, excursions up Mount Lassen skiing. We're going heli skiing. I already went heli ski. I do a lot, but but my life's a vacation. So. Yeah. So cool, man. That may be the title of your podcast too: How to Make Life a Vacation. No, uh, I think it, it's it's Tim Road getting the goods in the woods. That's getting my, the uh, goods in the woods. I love it. That's me, dude. That, that's my life. Um, tell tell me this, Tim. If you had advice to give, and I know you give advice regularly through One Life Fully Lived and and Go Abundance, but someone says, "Hey, man, I I love what you do. I want to emulate you." What advice would you give to someone like that? Um, it's funny. I I just thought two different things. I I think it's you take your life very serious, but don't take yourself real serious. If if and I and and what I mean by that is is every day when you go to bed, there's going to be a scorecard. You either did all the things you you need to do or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, do the things you need to do every day, and then you feel good about yourself. You hit the pillow. You got a big smile. But the don't take yourself too serious is do it with a smile. And if there's one regret, two regrets. A, I smoked cigarettes when I was younger, and that, that's one I wish I could take back because everything I do, I do. So I, I smoked a lot. Um, <laughs> but but. Uh, but, but also, I, I wish I would have been a little easier on myself and my self-talk would have been more from love than, than uh, I, I was really, really hard on myself. Just, mm. just go, go, go. So hmm. that, that's the best advice I'd give. Cool, cool. So yep. take your life very seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Exactly. And all the self-talk should be from love, not from driving, maybe. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good to have you. We all have a committee in our head. Yeah. And there's there's people in there that need to drive. That's the adult in charge. Yeah. But there's a way to do it from love. Mine was you suck. Show me something. That was that was what went through my head. And and it was kind of a joke because I knew I didn't and I knew I was kicking butt. But yeah. it's kind of like, that's nothing. That's nothing. Come on. Now really do something. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Uh, you're an inspiration, Tim. I'm so uh, honored that you're on the podcast with me, and I can't wait to attend an event. I'm, I, the The October event for One Life Fully Lived, I'm definitely putting on my calendar, and I'll be there for that. Um, Sweet. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, if I could ever be a part or help in, in any way, let yeah, me know. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Maybe have uh, you and Tim. Yeah. So, or... Yeah, um, that's awesome, Adam. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, come join us in Philly. Uh, One Life Fully Live Conference is May 16th and 17th. More, All the registration information is at onelifefullylive.org. If you uh, want to reach out to me, my email is tim at timroad.com. And uh, I, I, I answer, help people find there. So, uh Thanks, thanks for having me on, Adam. My pleasure, Tim. Keep getting the goods in the woods, man. Keep doing what you do. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate we'll, it, man. Talk Take soon. Care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Build a Bigger Life podcast with Adam Carroll. If you liked what you heard on the podcast today, help spread the message of a bigger life by leaving a review and subscribing on iTunes. Our show today was sponsored by ShredMyMortgage.com, the fastest debt elimination tool on the planet. Hundreds of people, including podcast listener Brady B., blasted away all of his student loan debt. 
his car loans and is now working on paying off his house using only the software and the income he was already making. Check out ShredMyMortgage.com for a free analysis. Follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Carroll. Download a copy of the Build a Bigger Life blueprint at BuildABiggerLife.com and check out Adam's TEDx talk on YouTube. Until next week, may you build a bigger life.